Hello and welcome to NDIS Know How, a podcast series that asks how can parents get the very best NDIS plan and sufficient funding to support their kid. This podcast is written and made by me, Melanie Dimmitt, the author of Special, and powered by HireUp, a disability support platform connecting families like mine with top-notch support workers. Today, I'm chatting with Brisbane-based Sarah Thomas, founder of an incredible blended tube feeding product called Holston Blends that my son Arlo has going into his tummy on the daily. Sarah is a single mum of twin 14-year-old boys, Cohen and Lewis. When the boys were just three, Lewis had a stroke that led to several diagnoses, including cerebral palsy and epilepsy. Lewis has since been tube fed, and because his mother was not going to settle for the status quo of synthetic feed formulas, countless tube feeding families like mine now benefit from her products. Sarah knows the NDIS from both the participant and provider perspective, and shares advice around advocating for our kids and making sure we secure funding for every consumable, as they're called, that they need. I start by asking Sarah, when did the NDIS come into her family's life? Pretty much the exact right time that we needed it to. So I had I had just separated from my husband. It was the year that Lewis had been through nine surgeries. One of them, he was non-load bearing for four months. And I had been diagnosed myself with osteoporosis after cracking three ribs, one of them transferring Lewis into his wheelchair. I had to quit work because I wasn't able to be a single mum, look after my disabled child, my able-bodied child, and basically function as an adult. Uh, to say I was pretty broken, it was the most broken part of my life, is an understatement. So that came into our lives at the best time. Amazing. And since then, in the years that Lewis has been a participant on the scheme, how have you felt about it? What have been some of the challenges? What have been some of the wins that you've had from this scheme? NDIS has changed our life in a way nothing else could ever compare. NDIS has allowed me to go back to work. NDIS has allowed me to get my children ready in the morning for school without me rushing them, yelling to hurry up, wear your shoes. We now have the time to eat breakfast and not hurry. And I have the time to get ready and go to school. That didn't happen before in my house. NDIS now has also allowed Lewis to thrive in a way we didn't think was possible and we were told was not possible so the therapies that Lewis has been able to access through NDIS oh my god he's just running around he's like the strongest kid we have options the NDIS has clearly been great for Sarah's family but as she goes on to say getting what they need from it hasn't been easy you know to get those freedoms we have to fight for it so the fights with NDIS the constantly proving Yes, Lewis still has cerebral palsy. Yes, he's still peg fed. Yes, he's actually grown. So we need more now in food. You know, he doesn't need the same as what he needed last year. He's actually a growing child. So I think those battles with NDIS have been um, incredibly draining. Like it, it also it brings on probably the most anxiety I've ever felt in my life going into a re- review meeting. And also the inconsistencies with NDIS. I mean, I'm pretty lucky. I'm quite a strong woman. I will push back if I don't think something is right. And you need to push back. They don't give you things unless you push back. But the inconsistencies from plan to plan, from person to person, from what someone's getting over here and someone's getting in a different state, 
it's not able, you're not able to keep up with that. And it's ever changing. And it is very hard when we're trying to look after our children, manage a plan, keep our life and sanity together to also keep up with those NDIS changes. So that is my biggest frustration with the NDIS is the inconsistencies and the messaging that people are told. You are a very strong woman and you are able to make it work for your family. I'm going to ask you your tips on how you do that later. But first of all, I'd love to sort of paint a bit of a picture of how it is working for your family. I love how, you know, before this podcast record, Lewis went off to hydrotherapy with a support worker. He did. Um, So that, I guess, is a beautiful example of how it's integrating into your life. Can you tell me how you make this scheme work for your family like what type of plan management are you doing how do you manage the therapies appointments and all the admin that comes Mm. with navigating this scheme I think first it's really probably handy to know that I am an event manager so Mm. that super organization is in my blood Um, and I do like to have all my ducks in a row so I guess with NDIS and our plan manager my ex-husband and I work this quite well I look after, I, we're self-managed. We've always been self-managed. I, I have looked at other areas of it, but it's working for us at the moment. Um, so we're happy to continue with that. So we have a really tight schedule of Lewis's appointments. So to change one of those appointments means quite a lot of organising. So we try to limit what the changes are. There are going to be times where the therapist is sick or Lewis is sick, and that's absolutely fine. But we keep a tight schedule of what his therapies are, and where they are and also you know a really good tip is you don't have to do all the therapies yourself like Lewis has two therapies that are done at school so that means that I don't have to you know manage that I check in with those therapists we might have a session at home once every two or three months but he has a couple of sessions at school it does they work in with his curriculum a lot of the time and then we have other sessions throughout the week and weekends as well. It's amazing. Yeah, Arlo has a like just a fortnightly physio session at school. And even that, you know, we still do weekly sessions at home. But even that one session, I'm like, yes, it's just so good that it's taking It's quite care. freeing, isn't it? Oh. It's like really, you know, it's happening. I, I mean, don't get me wrong. There's a bit of mama's guilt that there, but I'm not there. But also I'm very close with that therapist and she'll tell me if he's naughty, you know, or he's not doing, you know, so it's quite, it's quite good. But you get great therapists as well. Like our speech therapist is, does sessions in the school holidays with Lewis in an escape room, just one-on-one. I, I'm not kidding. The so therapists fun. that, yeah, the ones that think outside of the box are really amazing. Like Lewis is 14 and it's hard to motivate him, but put them in an escape room. He has to read instructions. He's got to pick up and ask for help. He reads everything. He's got to think. So she's looking at all of this stuff. They don't do it all the time. Don't get me wrong. But once every three months or so, it's something really fun for him. She's analyzing the heck out of him the whole time. And they both love escape rooms. I mean, that would drive, I would not be comfortable, but um, you know, it, it, that's the beauty of NDIS. We can have therapy in a different environment to suit the participant, to make it fun and engaging for them. And, and that's a, that we never had that before. So that's what I really love. We're going to chat about consumables, um, which is, you know, the products you make are part of Arlo's consumables that we are very lucky to get through our NDIS plan. Um, But I know that some other families struggle to get all the little bits and pieces that they need. Certainly something like tube feeding. Gosh, do we ever need so much kit for that? Mm -hmm. Um, What Mm -hmm. advice do you have for families um, around making sure that they can secure the funds for every single consumable every bit and bob that they need 
my advice when you're first starting out or you're reviewing your plan is to itemize every single piece of equipment that you need. And there are a lot of families that will share their list. So if you think you've forgotten something, just ask out online. I know I've shared my list a few times, but there are tiny little things like, um, you know, you, you've obviously got your buttons or your NG tubes or whatever you're using. You've got your syringes and you need a variety of different syringes and a, an amount of those per day. So collect what you need and then calculate that by your week or your month or your whole year. And that's going to give you the amount that you need. You've got medical consumable companies that will do a quote for you. And in the situation where Holson Blends is actually being managed by Hexa at the moment, they will do a quote for blends. They will do a quote for all your consumables as well. And if you've got a really good medical consumable company, they'll say, um, you've forgotten the 60 mil syringes. And you go, oh my gosh, okay and they'll help you put that on. If you're a little confused about that, a dietitian will help, your hospital will help, or the families will help as well. But listing everything down, and, and don't get me wrong, it's a scary figure at the end when you see it, but those figures are being funded. The reason people will knock you back, the reason NDIS will knock you back is because they don't know what it is. So if you arm them with enough information, and then you know if you can tell them, all these other families are doing that then absolutely they will approve it but they they will not approve something that they're not aware of fortunately so many families now are using these products so it has very much paved the way to get this in your plan a lot easier there are still a few people that are having issues but usually once you go back and argue the point the first time it gets approved pretty quickly then you just have to go through that whole process again for the next plan review and have all your evidence again for the next plan You do. Review. You do. And absolutely. I mean, with Lewis's plan, I still need to prove that he's, as I said, he's got cerebral palsy and that he's peg fit. Yeah. I feel like saying, would you like a photo of his tummy? <laughs> That's not going anywhere anytime soon. Yeah, no. You've already given a lot of good points is lovely, but I guess what would be, you know, say you met a family who was fresh to the scheme, had just started on the NGIS. What would be your number one piece of advice for that family when it comes to navigating the scheme successfully for their child? Fighting. You've got to fight. And I, you know, I, I feel like a hypocrite when I say you've got to fight for the NDIS because once our plan got completely slashed and it was the second time it had been slashed and it completely deflated me and I just had no energy left to fight this. I was so busy. I was completely upset that I'd failed my son to get what he needed. You've got three months to go through a review process. I think I left it to that last week of the three months before submitting and saying, no, I want it. I was so scared, but I ended up having a great consult with someone senior and NDIS, and we got all of that plan reinstated. Unfortunately, we have to fight. It's just another thing that we have to do. But if you don't fight, you don't get. And most of the time I'm hearing that people are getting what they want reinstated back into their plans after a fight it's not fun it's not easy but yeah it's um it's definitely worth doing and I think with NDIS don't don't overthink it I do my invoices once a week in the portal um I as I said I have a schedule I tell my therapist when I'm going to pay them so I don't wait for them to say here's your invoice, pay within 24 hours I'm like no I pay on a Monday because I submit everything on a Sunday the funds go in on a Monday, so you'll get paid Monday, Tuesday. So don't be scared to push back on your therapist as well and say, 
this is how my system works. Because when you self-manage your NDIS plan, that's like a whole different accounting full-time job that you've got to do. So don't be dictated by other people. Be dictated by what you, what fits into your family. I love that. And you've just reminded me as well, you know, make sure you look closely at those invoices when they come through. Just recently, I queried an invoice. Um, one of Alu's therapies had said, oh, it was an hour long appointment. I'm like, no, it wasn't. It was half an hour. So I pushed <laughs> yeah. back and was like, change that, please. So make sure you read it and don't just sort of put them through willy nilly because I'm sure it was an innocent error. Um, oh, and- absolutely. Yeah. And look, again, there's more changes with NDIS invoicing and notice given for cancellations. And look, as, as anyone who's on NDIS knows, our kids sometimes end up in hospital for reasons that we just did not anticipate. So the, the new cancellation uh, system worries me a little bit. However, for me, I have such great relationships with my therapist. So for me, it's kind of like, you know, I might cancel that event, but could we that appointment but could we pick it up at a different time so no one loses money and that's that's what it's all about the therapists do need to be paid for the job that they're doing but also work out the ones that are going to be working with you and not making your life harder I mean everything about NDIS is to make our lives easier not harder and that needs to be the people working inside it as well Yes. And I think the flexibility has to go both ways. You've just reminded me of something again um, with one of Arlo's therapy centers, you know, all of his therapists, if we call them from the back of an ambulance and say, we're canceling, sorry, would never in a million years charge us for late cancellation. But one of them was, and I just said to them, look, we can't work with you anymore. If you're going to charge us for cancellation when my son is in hospital, you know, if we're to continue working with you, you need to make an exception. And I was like, honestly, you should be making that exception for everyone. It is ridiculous that we're getting charged cancellation when our child is in, you know, a life or death situation in the back of an ambulance. And yet they don't now, I fear that they are still charging other families for that. But because I did what I hate doing and was very confrontational and said that they now don't charge us when we're in hospital. So I think you do yeah. need to be brave and you do need to fight, like you say. You do. And I'm actually really proud that you did that because that will help the next person that is in that situation get across the line a lot easier as well. You know, we fight for our children. We fight for what we need, but we fight for all these other families as well that come behind us and have made it, you know, the people before us that fought for us have made it easier. And unfortunately, that's just part of what we have to do as parents of, you know, kids with disabilities. We're constantly fighting Thank you to Sarah for this great chat and thank you for listening. If you want to find out more about Sarah's wholesome blends, you'll find the link to her website in the show notes. A big thanks also to Hire Up for supporting me in making this podcast and a special thank you to the Australian Podcast Awards for shortlisting NDIS know-how in the education category. If you'd like to cast a vote for this podcast in their listener's choice category, you'll find the link to do so in the show notes. My fingers are crossed and I'll catch you again soon on NDIS Know How.